I like every time someone brings a basil plant to the counter at my job, I'm like, I have to smell it. Like it probably is like the weirdest thing ever for the customer, but I'm like, oh, it smells so good. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tremendous. Episode three. Today, we're going to be talking about herbs. Again. (laughs) Don't say again. I know. I think we should just tell everyone that we had some audio issues the last time we recorded this episode. We've been having audio issues since the beginning. We're both brand new to podcasting, and we're kind of learning things as we go. Uh, So there was audio issues in the first episode that we kind of overcame and made it work. There's different audio issues in the second episode that we kind of <laughs> overcame and made it work. Uh, and then the first time we tried to record this episode, we were just hit with 17 different issues. And every time we resolved one of them, another one cropped up. Eventually, mm-hmm. we just decided to scrap the recording we had because it wasn't salvageable. And we've made a couple changes to the setup. We did a test recording that, for the most part, turned out okay. Uh, made a couple changes after that, and here we are. Try it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's okay that we have issues. We're newbies. We are. We're if we were out. good at this right off the bat, we'd have to quit our jobs and open up a podcast company. People would be suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. We don't have a team. It's just us. It's just us. We're in a room that's very warm. <laughs> No air conditioning, door closed, no airflow. Just two beautiful people with two microphones. And we're, we're going to talk about herbs today. I'm excited. I don't know anything about herbs. Yeah. We did a whole episode and I can't remember a thing. Oh, well, good. This will be a good refresher for I you. I was so frustrated from <laughs> listening to the audio over and over again and not being able to fix it that I just purged it from memory. Yeah, that would make me mad too. But I love herbs so much. And I was just thinking about how if I had limited garden space, I would probably still grow herbs. Because I think they're just, they bring so much benefit to your life. They would be like the first thing you would want to plant. Yeah. It'd be herbs and dahlias. That's what I would grow if I had limited space. Those are your big two herbs yep. and dahlias? Mm-hmm. I love it. What's your go-to number one herb? Basil. Oh, it's so good. I almost bought you a basil plant today. They had re- some fresh um, actual plants at the, at the grocery store in the herb aisle. And I thought about scrapping my whole dinner idea just to make some Thai basil chicken for us. Thai basil chicken is one of the few dishes we've made multiple times. Mm-hmm. We try to just make a dish, eat it, and enjoy it, and then go on and continue moving forward with different ideas and not repeating. But Thai basil chicken, we've come back to at least one time, possibly two. Yeah. And... Uh, I also love pesto. I'm obsessed with the flavor of pesto. Everybody loves pesto. I know, but it has to be like fresh pesto. That's pesto aioli on a sandwich. Yum. Oh, mm. So good. <laughs> okay. I think one of the reasons people stray away from growing herbs is because uh, kind of like you harvest it all at once and you're like overwhelmed with what you have, you know? You just have, like, a large yield. Yeah, and then it doesn't stay fresh that long. So people are like, oh, well, now I feel wasteful. I have so much cilantro. 14 pounds of cilantro. Yeah, exactly. What do I do with it? And I think there is um, there are more ways to preserve herbs than you think. 
Um, well, give us some. Okay. I, I know none. My my move is to use what I need and then mm. put the rest in the fridge. Being like, yeah, I'll come back to this. You know, I'll use some parsley in the next thing I cook. And then before I know it, it's... It's, it's bad. It's mush. And the yeah. fridge smells disgusting. Well, if you're going to use herbs relatively soon, you can just cut them in the stem and then keep them in a little jar full of water and that will help them stay fresher longer but there are a few ways to preserve your herbs so that you can use them months later so the first basic one is drying them um so you would what you would do is you would pick a big batch of herbs and you would wash them and you would lay them out to dry for maybe like a day or two on a paper towel and then after that you would bundle them together with some twine and then hang them somewhere cool and dry somewhere where they're not getting a lot of sun and somewhere where they're not getting a lot of moisture and then eventually they will completely dry out and you can chop them and store them in an airtight lit jar or something like that and that's basically like the herbs you buy at the store those dried ones so you just hang them out and just wait Mm -hmm. there's no maintenance to do in the meantime no easy peasy you just check on them and see if they're there yet yeah if you had like a strand of herbs you'd look like such a wholesome kitchen (laughs) and how long uh do you think they take like on average if you had to probably a week a week to dry yeah it might it's just dependent on the environment so like you could do that with thyme, rosemary, sage, practically any herb we grow. All the good aromatics. Yeah. And then where do you store them once they've dried out? Somewhere airtight and like in a cabinet. So like a mason jar or mm-hmm. I wanted to say like a vacuum sealed bag, but if you try to vacuum seal some herbs, they're just going to vacuum out. Yeah, no, we won't do that one. We're not that fancy we'll here. We'll stick to the mason jar. <laughs> Um, an interesting one is if if you still have an ice cube tray, I just thought about this. Most people don't have ice cube trays anymore because their fridge automatically makes ice. I wish my fridge automatically I know. But you have ice cube trays. And I what do. you can do is you can um, so harvest your herb, whatever you're doing. And then you can finely chop it and then fill it, um, put the herbs in the ice tray and then fill it with water and then freeze it. And then say if you wanted some sage or some rosemary and you're gonna make pan fry some chicken you would just melt the ice cube in the tray that you're gonna cook with and then there you go you can throw the chicken in and so just throw the ice cube in as you would throw the herbs in whenever mm-hmm. it comes to that step yeah eventually it'll melt and you'll Does, have the fresh herbs so you put them in in the tray when they've dried out mm-hmm. they're dehydrated and then you put water in to freeze it yeah they rehydrate before they have time to freeze. No, you would freeze them fresh. Oh, okay. So you don't yeah. them on them freeze. Okay, Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. Freeze them fresh. That should last about four months in the freezer. That's what I've seen on the internet. And then, like, I've seen it before where people will freeze flowers and make, like, cocktails out of them. Or mm-hmm. they'll put the ice cube flowers in the drinks and it'll look really pretty. Does it affect the flavor at all? No, it doesn't. Or it shouldn't have such a strong effect. It's just, it's like it's, just a flourish and decoration. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a garnish. We should try it. I know. Well, I've seen that people can do it with plant borage. So that can be an option for you. Well, we have this fancy gin and tonic kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want one right now. It, it came with a bunch of herbs, actually. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Cinnamon was in there. Mm-hmm. Vanilla bean. Mm-hmm. Juniper berries. Yeah. Uh, there's a few more. 
Um, but we could freeze some flowers and throw them in the gin and tonic if we want to get super fancy. Let's get fancy. Let's get fancy. Well, we have <laughs> fresh flowers. I came home from work today to a clean apartment, dinner cooked, and fresh flowers on the dining table. So we could just pick one of those before mm-hmm. their life span is up. Mm-hmm. Well, you want to make sure it's an edible flower. You don't want to be putting something you're going to be consuming with stuff that's not edible. So for the people who don't know the flower on the dining room table, myself included, yes, could you tell us all what it is? It's a mum. A mum. Yeah. And very similar to a daisy. Yeah, it has kind of looks very similar to it. Um, it comes in many different colors. I picked the white one because I have a thing for white flowers, and that's why it looks like a daisy. They're kind of classy. Yeah, and it comes, but mums come in so many different colors. Sometimes they're multicolored. Yeah, a million dollar question. Yeah. Are they edible? No. I mean, you probably won't get sick, but they're not on the edible flower list. Well, then I'm a little disappointed. I know. Edible flower. But you know, one of the a common edible flower that people don't know about are pansies. And pansies come in an array of colors, and they're so beautiful. You can throw them on your salad, but that would be a good edible flower. Or nasturtiums are also an edible flower. I've heard of pansies. You and I have talked about pansies before. They're one of your favorite flowers. Yeah, I think they look like they have a little face. And when you see like a whole flat of them, it just makes me really happy. We should get some. I'll get you some. Okay, let's do it. I'll go to the nurse (laughs) and ask somebody for help. Yes. Okay, so instead of another way to preserve herbs instead of using you know just water and fresh herbs you can also chop up herbs into oil and freeze that as well and that works too into oil yeah so like fill the ice cube tray with olive oil instead of water yeah and then chop up your herbs and stuff them in there and that's just another application of them I feel like the water would be like the more versatile choice. Like yeah, for options. sure. Mm-hmm. Pulling that one out of the freezer and using it. I think if I were to store basil, I would still store it in oil. Really? How come? I just feel like olive oil and basil go together. No, like the common. Color. Yeah, like you could throw that into your pasta sauce. Oh, yeah, so that would be. Good. Yeah, so that's what I would use. Or you could use, because there's olive oil in pesto, so you could use that as well. I like to think I'm the type of person that would cut the herbs up finely and mm-hmm. measure the amount that I put into the ice cube tray. Oh, okay. So it's even. It so that when I pull it out, I can be like, oh, this is a tablespoon of parsley. And I know exactly what I need to get. Exactly. Yeah. You could be that person. I could be. Right. Okay. I, I stick to the pre-dehydrated shakers that I can get at the grocery store in the bulk section. Mm-hmm. Because... It's easy access. To convenience. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. (laughs) Um, The next uh, preservation tip I saw in the Cook's Herb Guide book by Jeff Cox and Marie Perrier-Monet. It is the garlic roll. It's my favorite. (laughs) So when I first heard of the garlic roll, or first came across the garlic roll, or garlic roll, sorry. I was leafing through this book, uh, just trying to, to absorb a bit of information before recording this episode. And Catherine had noticed I made it to the garden roll page and slammed the book shut. 
so that I wouldn't see what it was. And all I saw was the words garlic roll, which made me think it was a type of spring roll that I could just, you know, no. buy up and eat. Mm-mm. So what is the garlic roll if not that? So it's like just a large frozen roll of just pure garlic. What you would do is you would harvest your garlic Usually when you harvest, you have quite a bit. And garlic does dry pretty well. Like, you can have a garlic strain just hanging in your kitchen ready to use. But if you have quite a bit of garlic to harvest, what you would do is you would individually peel each clove, give it just a little bit of a smash, and then you would break out some, like, saran wrap, lay the saran wrap on the counter, kind of lay or push your garlic, smash garlic cloves together so that they make a roll. And then you just would roll the plastic wrap around it and then you would freeze it. And then every time you need garlic for a dish, you could just open up the garlic roll, shave off what you need, and then wrap it back up and put it back in your freezer. And this is a preservation technique. Yes. Because the garlic will keep longer in the freezer than it would on the shelf. Yes. Possibly. Um, There's a good chance that the garlic that you keep in your house will sprout. Mine did. (laughs) Yep, it does. And I think that does affect the flavor. A lot of the times I will just cut the little green germ out, but it... Yeah, that's always been my sign that it's time to move on from the garlic I have. I think it makes it, like, extra spicy. Like, I'll, I'll use a clove that hasn't been, a, like, hasn't been touched by mm-hmm. the sprout, but I'll get mm-hmm. rid of anything that has come in contact with the sprout. Yeah. And then I know it's time to go get more. Well, I know there's like a such thing as like a sprout inhibitor, like a type of spray that farmers can use on there. So if you're concerned about consuming things that have been sprayed, growing your own garlic would be a good way to make sure that you don't consume things that have been sprayed. And if you grow a lot of garlic, making your garlic roll. Well, see, I thought you were about to say that you could get this spray and spray it on the garlic buy it at the store so that it won't sprout once you've got it home. And then I was going to ask, well, what if you wanted to go in the other direction? Like, what if you wanted (laughs) to take this garlic that you got at the store that sprouted and possibly plant it to grow into more garlic? Is that something that could be done? So you're you're asking if you can get store from the garlic and plant it? I'm sorry, get... Get garlic from the store and plant it? Plant it if it's sprouted, yeah. Yes, you can you can plant it. And you can grow your own garlic. Yes, exactly. Is it something that would continuously grow? Or like would it would it give you a single yield and then that would be it? It would be a single yield. So what it is is when you get it's called seed garlic, but it's just garlic. Essentially garlic that we know will sprout. And um, what you do is you get a whole head of garlic and then you separate each individual clove and then each clove will sprout and grow into its own head of garlic. Okay. So you could plant in late fall, early winter for a late spring, early summer harvest or you plant in summer for a late fall harvest. And then if you just wanted to keep the cycle going, you would have to hope that you don't eat it all before it sprouts or just keep some set aside so that it will eventually sprout and then you replant it. Yes. Life cycle of garlic. I was going to say the circle of life, but... Circle, circle of, of life. Yeah. Another cool kind of roll technique is to make a butter roll. So what you do is you would 
pick your herb combinations. Like if you wanted to make a butter roll for like Thanksgiving, you could do rosemary and sage. Those are common like poultry spices, whatever. You would chop it up very finely and then you could either melt your butter and brown it. Some people like to brown their butter for flavor and then add the spices to it. Or you can just use room temperature butter and smash it and then add the herbs and spices to it and then roll it up. And then just stick it in the freezer? In the fridge. In the fridge. Okay. Yeah. And then when you when you want to add butter to your like to your meats, you can just slice off a bit and use that. One of my favorite things to do is to add garlic powder to the butter when I make mm-hmm. cheese. Yeah. That's- but I think this would be better technique if I were to like mince some garlic and then combine it with the butter and then preserve it in the fridge. Mm-hmm. As opposed to what I do is melt down the butter I have a little bit and then add the garlic powder and yeah. mix it together. <laughs> And it, it works, but it's not the best. Like, there's a, there's just a hint of garlic. Well, like, two things. I think you get more nutritional value when you use herbs fresh. You get more of the benefits from it. Yeah. So there's that. Um, thing about garlic powder is, though, like, the raw garlic's can be very spicy, whereas that garlic powder is, like, it's been dried and roasted or whatever, so it's a little bit more mild, but you still get the garlic flavor. Yeah, you just get the garlic flavor yeah. and nothing else. So maybe you want to think about really finely mincing that garlic and then maybe roasting it, too, while preserving it into the butter. That way you have not that super spicy taste. You have the roasted flavor instead. That's more of an advanced maneuver. I'm going to keep <laughs> to start and see how I do, and then we'll revisit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those are probably... Oh, you, there's two other quick ways to preserve. Um, you can make flavored oils. So giving, like gift giving, I feel like having garden is essentially having a, the best, is the best place to grab your gifts from. So that means like sharing your harvest, you could infuse oils with it. And that means basically picking some really big leaves out of the herbs you like, infusing it in some oil, and then like packaging it up for in a cute container and giving it away as a gift. It is a good gift. It's yeah. something a lot of people won't think of, but everybody cooks. Yeah. And at some point, everybody needs herbs and spices mm-hmm. to cook with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, doing... Um, salt herb herb salts where you really finely chop up the um the herbs and then you mix it with like really large crystal salt and it's just another way to season your food i love it mm-hmm. i wish i could do it i don't have a garden because i live in an apartment and there's no land to grow yes but you bring up a good point you have a balcony I do have a balcony. We actually have a plant out there at the moment that seems mm-hmm. to be thriving. Mm-hmm. It's doing good. You see that it's blooming on one of the other plants that wasn't originally blooming? Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah. But um, you can easily grow herbs in containers. Well, tell me about it because I have no idea about this. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of cool, like, people will make cool combinations. So, like, you can have an Italian herb planter. So, like basil and thyme stuff you would make a pasta sauce with or you can do like a mexican style one with cilantro or whatever but essentially there are annual herbs and perennial herbs and so the annual herbs will last for one season and you can just pot them up in relatively larger size pots so that they can grow into that space and fill it up and you'll have more of a harvest the only thing about growing in containers is that um, the soil dries out faster than they would in the ground, so you just have to keep an eye on watering. 
just keep an eye on, make sure the, the, mm-hmm. the soil, the plant hasn't dried out. Mm-hmm. Keep it watered, take care of it. Yeah, you can use like a veggie fertilizer on it too to keep it healthy. Is it really that simple? Yeah. Just throw it in a container and keep it. Keep it watered. Um, hopefully, like essentially you want, if you have good lighting, or most herbs will do full sun. So if you have the good lighting, it should do just fine. If it's really that simple, why don't more people do it? I don't know. I think they're intimidated. I think um, when you grow patio containers, you want really beautiful things. to So, like, you can see it from the street. Yeah. Or they think that, oh, well, I don't need all this cilantro, so why grow it? Yeah. I mean, and then there's people like myself who are just intimidated at the idea of having to keep something alive. You're doing a good job, though. Well, it's still early days. The only way to, to, to do something is, or the only way to do it is to learn how. And the only way to learn how is to do. Well, I thought you were just going to say the only way to uh, do something is to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was going to refute that and say that I could do something by spending years Googling and learning the techniques and then eventually trying to do it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easier than you think it is. The other technique is to start dating somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Just turned into the move I've done. Working out really well for you? So far. Yeah. <laughs> How many plants do I have now? A lot. Four? Uh, four. Five? Yeah. How many did I have when we met? I almost... None. Zero. I almost brought you home that basil from the store today. I was like, oh, does he need it? Would that have been a plant that I would keep alive or would it just be herbs that we use? Yeah, no, it was an actual potted plant. Like, so I would have had to maintain it on the company. Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. I don't know about that. Like, the, the thing we have out there is large and solid. It's not going anywhere. But if I were to put a little basil container on the balcony, there's every possibility the wind is going to get rid of it. Yeah, well, we'd re- we could have repotted it into a really big, heavy clay pot, and that would help. That would be better. Yeah, I think we need to go to the nursery. We should go to the nursery. Okay. I, not, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but I used to have outdoor blankets and pillows on the balcony. <laughs> Uh, until the storm of the century here in BC, one night just got really windy and I woke up uh, and had no blankets and pillows left. I know. So you're worried your plants are going to fly away? I am worried. <laughs> uh, like, like I said, I'm not worried about the one that's out there now because it's like large and heavy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a small little herby container, mm-hmm. definitely worry about. Mm-hmm. I think it's time for our favorite segment our first recurring segment. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Cat's Cultivation Corner. Oh, I'm so glad you remembered the name because I forgot. Oh, my God. I was wondering if it was like, is that the right name? I can't remember. I spent most of this episode trying to remember, but that sounds right. I think it is right. Yeah, because this is just going to be a segment where I talk about the best tips for our current topic. All right. Well, welcome to Catherine's Cultivation Corner. You got it. Um, so what's tip number one? Number one is um, if you're growing mint, grow it in a pot. It is a very vigorous herb and it will take over an area. There's a term for that and I, I'm blanking on it, but I know what it is. Invasive? Invasive. It's an invasive plant. Yeah. Its root system is just like, it just goes for it. When, I, when you plant an area, and if you don't want it to take over a certain area, put it in a pot. It's more easy, easily contained. 
It's a princess. Yeah. space. Exactly. And, you know, this year I'm growing um, pineapple mint, really beautiful variegated leaves, and I've been using it for tea. And so what I do is just go outside, pluck off a stem and boil it, and then drink that. And it's been really good. It's, like, kind of fruity, but still minty, so it feels good. It's good time. Do the leaves look like a pineapple? No, I don't know. It's, like, it has the aroma of, like, sweet pineapple. So it smells vaguely pineapple Yeah. And then there's so many different types of mint. You have chocolate mint, orange mint. It's, there's the, it's limitless. But just keep them in their own. own Yeah, their own container. That's just the easiest way to maintain them. Even mojito mint. See, I didn't know mojito mint was its own Mm -hmm. brand of mint. Yeah. Muddle your own drinks. If you want to be that bougie. (laughs) I'd like to be that bougie. Uh, (laughs) All right. Hit us with tip number two. Tip number two. The best time to harvest your herbs are in the morning. Why in the morning? Because the herbs overnight build up their oils and that's where all the flavor is. And so in the morning is when you, when you, if you harvest in the morning, that's when you'll have the most flavor in your herbs. Because over the day, the sun e- evaporates part of those oils. It makes sense. Yeah. And it's, that's just, that one's just a super simple tip. That's not to say that it's bad to harvest at night. Yeah, no, like if you need to harvest at a certain time of day, go for it. But like, they'll be the best flavor wise in the morning. Just know that you're missing out Mm -hmm. on primo herbs. Right. We also want to water in the morning. That's really important. And that kind of goes across the board for all outdoor plants. As I've learned. Yes. Very strictly water <laughs> in the morning. Mm-hmm. Is it uh, is it safe to, if you live in kind of like a rainy climate like we do, like the other day we had rain all day. And so I didn't bother watering the plant because I assumed that the rain would take care of it for me. Is mm-hmm. that safe? I don't want people to assume that just because it's raining doesn't that that doesn't okay. I don't want, pe- want people to assume that just because it's raining that their plants are completely watered. A lot of times it takes a lot of water for it to one penetrate the soil, but then two to for it to be enough water. So if it is raining, like we had a lot of water that mm-hmm. day, and so it was enough probably. But um, just because it's raining, don't assume that your plant doesn't need water. It's, uh, should you worry if you water it in the morning and then it heavily downpours? Like, should you worry about overwatering in that case? No, it should be fine. I would just maybe check the soil the next day to see if you still need a water or if it's still saturated but enough. If possible, it would be fine the next morning. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What's tip number three? Don't use discolored or damaged herb leaves. Um, besides the basic, like visual cue that the plant is stressed or that it's been infected with something you just don't use them does it count when garlic turns purple there are some varieties of garlic that are naturally purple what so about the garlic you get at the grocery store that starts out white as you would expect but I, I think it naturally ages to that color so it's purple right. yeah purple garlic doesn't scare me okay what are, mm-hmm. what are, like, some ones people should look out for? Well, I'm thinking this could happen to any any plant that gets stressed, but especially in herbs when you're eating the leaves. Looking out for yellowing, that could mean that um, there's water stress or that there's bugs around your plants. And so that's something you want to look out for. So bugs aren't as good for plants as some people might think. Well, there's oh, 
there's two sides. There's what we call beneficial bugs, and then there's I can't remember what the non-beneficial bugs are. The bad guys. The bad guys, yeah. And so there's this ecosystem balance in the garden where the beneficial bugs, they eat the bad guys and they take care of other problems in the garden. And then there's like the bad guys, like the aphids and certain beetles that like destroy roots and stuff like that. Those are the ones you want to watch out for. Yes. And because they, they can cause stress to your plant. What's something you can do to... Like, what are some signs that it's something you should worry about? And then what is something you can do to prevent it or put a stop to it? The best way to prevent is to have a healthy plant. So that means consistent watering and good fertilizing and making sure it's getting enough sunlight. Um, There are some like insecticidal sprays that you can use or like a neem oil spray that can work for protecting against bugs. Tip number four. I think it's four. Are we on four? We're going with four. Okay, it's four. Um, If you kind of want to have herbs, or if you kind of want to keep the cycle of herbs in your garden going on, I would recommend harvesting seeds. So if you have a specific herb you want to keep going in your garden, learn about its life cycle and then learn how to harvest the seeds. And to do that, you have to let your herbs flower. A lot of times when they flower, the kind of the flavor of the herbs change a little bit. And um, for the most part, people think, oh, it's flowered and now it's going to go to seed and now it's going to die. So usually people will snip off the flowers. But if you want to keep like the garden keep have it keep giving till next season harvest the seeds from your herbs and how do you harvest the seeds it's different for every plant but usually the general life cycle is the plant grows it produces flowers some type of bug fertilizes or pollinates the flower and it turns to a seed or just naturally goes to a seed and then you um collect the seed at a certain time and you dry them out and you have to store them a certain way at a certain temperature and then you plant them when the time comes and then just continue the life cycle exactly yeah easy easier said than done there's actually i'm sure i'm sure most of the Mm -hmm. plant care is easier said than done Mm -hmm. there's actually it's pretty interesting there is like a seed bank somewhere in somewhere icy up up north not on this continent but people or diff- not people different countries have saved their seeds in the seed bank just in case of like a traumatic environmental disaster and so, they always have some that are safe yeah and it's like the um the temperature of the building has to be specific because you don't want things to sprout or you don't want things to be lost right yeah so seed- harvesting seeds of plants are, is very interesting very important as well. Yeah. You know when you right? need some seeds. Right. Exactly. Catherine's tip number five. Harvesting your herbs also encourages new growth. So this basil specifically, like when I get a new basil plant that's like has stems and leaves on it, I will separate them, plant them, and then I will pinch off the first two top two leaves from it and then i'll use that in my cooking that night and then they will sprout stems from that and you'll have more of a harvest later on and is that something you can just continue doing yes um it's different for you know all types of herbs but specifically basil it works really well so like say you don't want to harvest seeds and then replant you could just 
mm-hmm. snip a couple of the leaves and let the plant continue growing and just take a couple as you need them as opposed to harvesting the entire plant at once. Exactly. Nail on the head. Easy. You're getting it's it. Easier said than done. <laughs> You're getting it. You get it. I'm learning a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that wraps up our cat's cultivation corner. I was hoping for one final tip, but that was a oh. good, that was a good, uh, good lineup. I don't have any more tips. Um, that's all you got? Yeah, that's all I have in my head. Any final thoughts? Anything else you'd like to discuss? I just feel like people would benefit from growing their own herbs or growing, or just in general growing things that you consume. It does sound less daunting than most people might assume it mm-hmm. would be. Right. And I think it's worth trying. And there is definitely like health benefits to eating fresh herbs over the dried stuff for sure. And as we've learned, you don't need a, a yard or a ton of land or space. Not at all. Anybody can do it. It's You could probably even grow herbs in like if you had a kitchen uh, windowsill that had lots of light you could probably oh yes i've seen people doing mm-hmm. that that's a good move right so lots of natural light fresh air there as well exactly and you know if you're really lazy and don't want to go outside you don't have to you harvest right in the kitchen exactly let's see it's it's a lot less daunting when you look into it Every, you, everybody needs to give it a try mm-hmm. at this point it sounds like there's no excuse not to if you were an herb you would be oh give me a sec <laughs> i should have thought of it i was gonna say kentucky colonial mint but i was like no i don't like that one <laughs> that sounds fancy i know it has it's beautiful green leaves you would be oh i know you're gonna laugh at this one you would be bay leaf guys brady does not like to cook with bay leaves anytime there's a recipe that has a bay leaf in it he omits it every single time she's not lying i don't think i've ever put one in anything i've cooked Mm -hmm. and i've cooked a lot of recipes that call for a bay leaf and that's what you would be if you were an herb because i have it coming yeah what goes around comes around. exactly if you were an herb, you'd be basil. Yeah, I know. That one's just easy. It's easy. I like every time someone brings a basil plant to the counter at my job, I'm like, I have to smell it. Like, it probably is like the weirdest thing ever for the customer. But I'm like, oh, it smells so good. Do you like hit them with a, a clever basil pun? No, no basil puns. But I have started telling people to harvest their herbs in the morning as a little tidbit. That's, that's good information to provide as people are buying some herbs. Mm-hmm. But I think you need some puns in the bank. To just let loose. I gotta work on it. Yeah, we'll work on it. Yeah, my plant puns. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Tremendous. We made it through. Hopefully, like, the audio issues actually don't inhibit us. Hey, if you're listening, we made it out just fine. Yay! We'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye.